0: Kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The big one!
1: hi this is the big ones i'm maria and i'm amanda and this is the big ones each week (laughs) each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical
0: decisions to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices the questions can be confusing to talk about but they're (laughs) always fun to discuss because they force you to look Deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Paul F. Tompkins. You know what's crazy?
2: Did you forget that I was on the show?
1: No, I was looking at her shirt. (laughs) Because there's been a lot of talk online how there's only two deeps. There's three deeps.
2: Oh, so you got the with inside correct
1: deep but he did do a third deep the if, guy that did the shirt design who i think does a lot of nation, and then you
2: asked him to stop
1: no there so then a third deep there's what? a third deep and so people online oh, shit. i know you have to look deep that's the genius of the shirt oh, was this nathan my diffie i believe so yes I was, we, I mean, people were up in arms. They were going, it's why great. are there only two deeps? I started thinking to myself, well, why are there only two deeps?
0: No, but I asked you this the other day. I go, why are there only two deeps? And you said, Amanda, there's three. And, but I wasn't seeing that third one. I think I was seeing three in the two above it. Now, here's
2: what's funny. I'm the latest person to see that there were only two deeps, but now, now I've just discovered there are three.
1: It's, you know what? This is like those shirts in the 90s where you had to squint your eyes to see because they were all blurry. And it went, if you're looking, at this stop staring oh Do you my know God. you remember they were no. shirts. they were shirts with just a bunch of writing on it but they were all blurry so people would look at them with their eyes squinted and try and figure it out and then when they figured it out it would be a little dig it would be like it would be like hey stop looking over here dummy
2: but what was it like a magic eye
1: sort of thing no it was just you had to strain your eyes a bit to see to see what it
0: said so it
2: did, f- did you really or was that the idea
0: I, I remember was it just
2: like slightly blurry. It was writing. written
0: small enough that you would kind of be like, what does that person's yeah. shirt say? And they'd then, bait you, they'd bait you into looking and then right. they'd go and then they'd go,
1: Hey, you avert your eyes. Dummy. dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Perv. Pervert. I,
2: I would love if it said avert your eyes, dummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should make t-shirts that say that. I want a tote. Avert your that. eyes, dummy. A tote. A tote. I
2: love a tote.
0: I've never used a tote in my life. Really? You don't go to farmer's markets?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, make her stop.
2: What about a hat that says, my eyes are down there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea for a hat. A take. That is so Absolutely. Good. I
2: okay. want to cut.
1: Uh, you'll get a good 30 cents per hat, if that's what you want. 30 cents? Printful's taking the... Taken the majority <laughs> of that money. Printful <laughs> <laughs> is
0: making...
2: Printful's no joke.
0: No, they're not.
2: They're no joke.
0: Do they do your merch or you have Earwolf handle your merch? Earwolf
2: does my merch, yeah. Mm. Well that's nice. I wonder if anyone buys it.
0: Do you get a... Wouldn't you know? Don't you get a check? I could... Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Paul,
1: welcome to the podcast again. Thank you so much thank for being you for... here. You. am what? Continue. You are the you are okay. the number one listened to episode by a landslide. Is
2: that so? Yes. By a
1: landslide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It it's your episode, and then it just drops off. <laughs> I'm serious.
2: More so than the frustrating
1: guy. Oh my god. Who? Oh, Ben Cedar. Ben Cedar. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, not everyone's lucky enough to be in wonderful relationships mm-hmm. like we are. Some That's very of us true. some of us have to, you know, do what we need to do. Well, there yeah. there's
2: there are many stages in life.
1: Isn't that the truth?
2: And sometimes you walk the path alone and sometimes there's someone by your side.
1: And when there was only one set of footsteps, it was then that Paul was carrying me.
2: That's right. <laughs>
0: Do you remember footsteps? Footprints. Oh, I know that story very well. That
1: went around. Do you know that?
2: Footsteps is like a scarier version (laughs) of footprints.
1: (laughs) It was then that I was carrying,
0: (laughs) dragging you.
1: (laughs) That was that in your. I went to a Catholic grade school, and you did too. So I and I too. And so was that a big thing?
2: Huge. Why was that part of sixth grade curriculum? Why was
1: that such a huge part of?
2: I, I get it because it's, it's a very succinct way of telling you that God is always with you and right. also stop complaining.
1: But also it's written by Anonymous. And do you think like Anonymous, whoever that is, is now like, you know, looking back now going like, god I could have cashed like he had no or she
0: had no idea were you guys ever into chicken soup for the soul for the soul I yes. never read it
2: I never read it interesting so
0: I... I wonder what year that must have come out in like the 80s
2: or the 90s I feel like it was 80s yeah
0: because that was a large part of my childhood and then there was chicken soup for the teenage, teenage soul, soul.
2: Aww. Um,
0: I would like to go back and read that because I, I remember really finding some value in those stories do you
1: have a story that, that you that sticks with you because I have they, one
2: they were stories mm-hmm.
1: yeah a lot of some of them were stories. They I were, did not realize they
0: were that. little stories that fed your soul.
2: I, I get that part
0: <laughs> But now we have um, Clickbait articles That do that Yeah, no. exactly. yeah. Like exactly. watch this soldier Reunite with his Golden retriever yeah, You won't you know. believe What this They're... actor
2: Looks like now
0: Right Or, or <laughs> this, with this, this, this You won't These actors what... Used
2: to be men <laughs> You know what was
1: The best one Was you won't believe uh, these That these actors Are gay And I clicked on it And the first person Was Sean Hayes And I went Yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I screenshotted it. I think the word is out
2: about everybody.
1: No, I know. Like, unless
2: this clickbait article is seriously just outing people.
1: But just the John first.
2: Bon Jovi. What?
1: Yeah. But The first one. Sean Hayes. <laughs> wow. I believe it. All right. If you say so. Um, the story that stuck with me from Chicken Soup for the Soul was the story of the string. Do you remember that? Oh, damn. I think I do. Now, start telling it and I think I'll remember it. Someone, a, a witch, I think I'm going to say it's a witch, but I bet it was I don't think it, I don't was, think a it witch. was a witch But someone has this magical <laughs> string And the string is your life and the kid and the kid um, goes, oh, is like doing bad in school or something. And so the person that gives him the string is like, well, just cut a little off the top and you can you can fast for you can fast forward a little <gasps> bit in your life. And so this kid keeps cutting the string and every time he's getting older and older because he doesn't like what he's going through at the time of his life. And finally he gets to the <gasps> end of the string and he's an old man and he goes, what happened? And it's you wasted your life away because you didn't want to deal with the bad parts of your life. Oh, my God. That's
0: horrifying.
2: <laughs> it is horrifying.
1: That's why I don't touch string.
0: <laughs> that's truly horrifying. That's...
1: I don't... I'm not in a room with string.
2: Let me tell you something. I like string. I'm a big fan. You are. I like to wrap packages with it. Mm, round yes. paper packages tied up with string. Beautiful. Yes. I also like to just bat a ball of it around.
0: Uh, like fine. a cat? Like a little huh? kid. Like what? a cat? Like a what? A cat. <laughs> A K A T cat.
2: I used to work at a bookstore, and my and my section was the self. One of my sections was the self help section. So I would see all of those books, and I never read a single. I never cracked a single one of them. Hmm. Chicken Soup for the Soul. Everything I needed to know. I learned in kindergarten. Um, all of those. Oh. That and they were all. I remember the heyday of all of them. And I never, ever read a single one.
0: Are you a self-help person?
2: I guess I'm not. <laughs> I guess I'm not. I guess I I, I remember trying... The one I tried to read was The Four Agreements because a friend yeah. of mine recommended it to me. And I I... But she told me what the four agreements were uh-huh. before I started to read the book. And then I was like, well, I'm going to surprise. read the book.
0: You really don't. <laughs> I think the four agreements is really the only self-help book you
2: need. This is a funny that's the, story. I think that... about that a lot. Yeah. I think about the four agreements a lot.
0: I do too. Yeah. I, I think about the be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. And the uh, there's one that's like, if you tried your best, you're cool. And it's like, basically like, your best isn't always going to be good. Yeah. Right. But if it's the best for you at the moment, like... Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. What's funny, here's a funny story.
1: It's going to uh, have a name drop in it. But Amanda yeah. and I were both uh, going in for a Christopher Guest show. Mm-hmm. Amanda went in before me. And um, we weren't there at the same time. But I come into Christopher Guest's office. And um, and uh, he goes, hello, sit down. And he went, um, your friend uh, Amanda was here earlier. She, she left this for you. <laughs> and it was the four agreements. Amanda had brought it to give because I had asked to read it. Left it with Christopher Guest. And he, like, handed it to... So, basically, Amanda went in to meet with him, took out the book, and went, hey, when Maria gets here, could you just pack this along?
2: <laughs> did you really do that?
1: I did. <laughs> That's I did.
2: fantastic. Yeah, I, I didn't get them all.
1: <laughs> I did.
2: That's... Fa- was this mascots?
1: <laughs> I think this was Family mm. Tree,
0: that HBO oh, show.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that was I just a that. funny... I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Just leaving the four agreements. Because
0: I knew it was, like, a matter of, like, 20 minutes you'd be in there. Yeah. I was like, can I just leave this here? <laughs> <laughs> did what was his reaction when you did that? He just said, um, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> uh.
1: Not even with the person out front.
2: Do you like, know the the Will Ferrell story when he auditioned for SNL? Uh uh-uh. uh. When he had he like, I guess you you get to the point where you have a final meeting with Lorne
0: mm-hmm. with
2: Lorne Michaels before you know you are given the job, right? And that meeting, I guess that meeting matters. It's like that's right. the final thing. And he went with a <laughs> Will Ferrell went with a briefcase full of fake money, <laughs> and so he was going to do this bit where you know he's like, "Hey, listen, I just if you're on the fence, you know, hey, check this out." And he opens up the briefcase, mm-hmm. and then you are if when you get to this point where you're going to have the meeting with Lord Michaels, you're kept waiting for like half a day. Oh my god! You are called. You're told like, "Be there at two o'clock," and then you have your meeting at six o'clock. And wow. So in that time, he, he chickened it out of doing <laughs> the bit, but he still went in with the briefcase, but didn't open it up.
1: Oh, that's probably no. why they make you wait to
0: just rid you of your bits that you Everyone have enough time. Does bits. Yes. yes, that's to so true. You. How do we
2: get people to stop? doing Yeah, bits? people
0: are walking in holding themselves. like magic wands, yeah. like a puppet, and no one uses them.
1: You see a trash can right by the door, just <laughs> stockpiled across. with props, wigs, yeah.
0: Yeah. So just
1: you imagine someone sitting there going, oh, "I can't do it. I can't do it," and then just throwing it out, sitting back down. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, we like to start the show off. I know you listen. Yeah,
2: you know I do, girl. <laughs> I listen every week. You I'm do? a Patrayon, Patreon. 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 I always say Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> no one says it that way. Patreon. <laughs> <No>. Patreon. <laughs> General. That's Patrayon. what it looks like to me when I read it.
0: Sure. Interesting.
1: Patreon. Betraying. <laughs> do you have a, a little big one something that bo- is bothering you? Or not, maybe something that's just in your mind that you yeah, want to discuss? You know,
2: I do. It involves a a friend of mine. This is someone who I have been friends with for a little while and who I am very fond of. And we recently had a um a little bump in our friendship. Um Which was, you know, a thing that that I feel was bad on my friend's part. It was a... They acted thoughtlessly about something. Mm. And then, uh, you know, kind of... It involved me and my wife. Our friend was dealing with us individually in this matter. And, you you know, tried to smooth it over with my wife. And then when my wife explained what our friend had said it sounded bad to me. Mm. It did sounded a little, still a little fishy. Like the, it was a sort of like, Oh, the only reason I did this was because I forgot about this, or I thought that this was all okay. And I was like, I don't really think that that's true. There was a lot of backpedaling, a lot of slight changing of the story. Mm. Well, my wife had dinner with our friend again. And then the friend said, uh, my friend, our friend brought this up voluntarily. I sent Paul an email, like a long email, you know, recently, and I haven't heard from him. And I said to my wife, I didn't get any email. And I checked my email. I checked because it's, you know, like depending on what email you have, sometimes it'll randomly like throw shit in the trash or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I checked every conceivable place and it was not there. And I just knew I just knew right away. Well, that's not true. Right. I know that that's not true, so now my my feeling is I'd already made up my mind that okay, this is a person that i that I like and I can have in my life, but I can't really trust them, and that's okay there's like you can set boundaries with people like that, and you can say we're cool to hang out or we're cool to have fun together, but this is not someone that I would necessarily trust again in a professional personal capacity, whatever. Right. But do I bother to say to this person, you did not send me an email. And why did you tell my wife that you did? Wow. Mm.
1: Well, hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Did you tell your wife? I mean, did you, did, hmm. I mean, that's an... The oddest thing to do is say you wrote a long email knowing. Yeah. Remember that J- Arius girl, the one that uh, killed her uh, baby girl? Jody. Was, uh, jo- Jody, yes, Oh, yeah. Jody. And how she led uh, the cops all through Universal in Hollywood. Oh, going, yeah. yeah. Going, yeah, yeah. my office is right over here. Come, yeah. let's go. And they got to like the end of a hall in a building at like Universal Studios floor. And she turned to them and she just went, "Um, I don't actually work here like she like stuff like oh that where it's like how do you get to that point? I, well, yeah.
2: what I assume stuff like that is is that people they they're not when when you are a person that is compelled to do for lack of a better term fucked up things <clears throat> and you are only so far ahead of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Because you you're living by this these compulsions, you know. So at that moment, I think it's like I guess I just got to keep going. I don't know what else to do. Right. But to pretend I have an office here and keep wandering around, you know. Until
1: you literally turn around and go, yeah. the I'm jig's caught. up, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I have nothing else.
0: That's yeah. so insane. I know. Yeah, my instinct is it's so odd that this person would say, I wrote an email to your spouse knowing you guys would communicate about it. But I just yeah. out of curiosity would want to inquire. Right. Maybe casually your wife say like, hey, Paul never got the email. Can you resend? Yeah. I think overall this, this little big one of yours touches on an issue that I often think about, which is when do you drop it and cut your losses and just kind of put someone in a different category yeah. and when do you use your energy to try and work it out?
2: I, here's what I think and, and based on our experience with this person. Is that in the in the backpedaling and in the and the, the the attempt to smooth it over with my wife? I think that the the stuff that I heard from this friend when my wife you know debriefed me on the on the the dinner, it just sounded like it just all sounded like bullshit. It was a lot of stuff that when the friend was first confronted about it, there was you know a lot of what seemed like stalling.
0: Mm-hmm. Like didn't
2: I? Didn't we talk oh. about that? Did I thought that I I thought that I told you that, or you know, like that kind of thing. And then face to face with my wife, there were tears, and there I think <gasps> the idea that I would have hurt your feelings is so horrible to me. You know, you guys are so wonderful and all that. And I and the the thing is, I don't think this person does not care for us. I, I don't think that. You know, they uh, uh, like despise us or anything, but I do think that this is somebody who maybe is not a stranger to getting into dumb situations like this and then having to scramble out of it. Yeah. You know,
0: that's not a good characteristic and that's a tough person to be. I Yeah.
2: So, so after I, I heard all about the dinner, I immediately put this person in a different category.
0: Right. Have you witnessed this sort of behavior from this person before, like even as an outsider, hearing stories they may have told about other situations? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. A, little bit. A little bit. Very interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm in the camp, and this isn't very forgiving of me, but I'm in the camp of there are certain people in this world that are out for themselves, and they, um, no matter how many chances you give them, they will they will always disappoint you, and they will never be out for anyone but themselves. And so I am very when someone does something like that blatantly, and it's clear that they are not remorseful, but rather trying to save their own ass. I'm in the camp of okay, bye. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. I just so you would
0: cut them out completely, or you could still you,
1: no, I wouldn't because there was no. What what are they then offering me? I know what kind of person you are. Right. And if you're not doing it to me, you're doing it to someone else. And if you're doing it to someone else, that means that you're you're a negative. The way you treat people is. You're you're negative person, and you just bring negativity to people. And if that's the case, you know some people like that in their lives, or some people like dealing with those kinds of people in their lives. They like kind of the drama of that and all that stuff. I'm not, and I'm like I I have plenty of people in my life. I have plenty of friends in my life that I don't need someone like you in it. You're just not offering anything, and I can't offer anything to you because if you're not being real with me then I can't be real with
0: you. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like there are certain friends who are negative like that, that you just, they don't make you feel good. I've also experienced a lot of times friendships that I feel are really one-sided. Like I have friends who are kind of needy, who are more takers than givers. And the interactions between us aren't really ever about me. They're always about the other person. Mm -hmm. And part of me has, what I've learned as I get older is that, I've, I can lovingly detach a little bit from those people. And just as long as I'm setting my own boundaries, that I can actually still get enjoyment from them. And like, sometimes right. I like to be <clears throat> at someone's, you know, like, to help people and mm-hmm. to offer advice, or when, you know, if they call and there's an, you know, to be there for them, but only if I can, set boundaries with them and say, like, actually, right now, I can't do this. Um, When I was younger, I wasn't able to do that. So I'd always find myself in these situations where I'd feel depleted after. But as I get older, I can actually enjoy those friendships for what they are.
2: That's kind of how I feel is that I like this. This particular person um, may very well be someone who is out for themselves, but weirdly still has a lot to offer. As a person, you know, and I I, I yeah. think is is a really wonderful person in many ways. And I don't think it's faking that, you know, I think well, yeah. there's there's definite um, there's definite uh, uh, empathy and thoughtfulness that I have seen this friend demonstrate time and time again. And I had wonderful conversations with this person and I. You know, is is someone that actually has a lot of admirable, literally admirable qualities, you know. Yeah. So it's just this weird thing of I think this is a person that gets themselves in trouble a lot. And it it to me felt like, OK, I need to right. keep, keep a certain distance, you know, to not get to not get burned. You know? And you
0: don't feel any sort of obligation or like it might be the right thing to do to like be super straightforward with this person. So they might learn.
2: That's the thing is that that's, that's the thing I struggle with is, is that even worth it?
0: That's what I wonder. Because
2: are they, if, because there's already been a confrontation, there's already been a confrontation where we said, Hey, we're calling you on some bullshit behavior. And then the backpedaling. And then the, actually, I think what happened was, you know, all this stuff that's like, don't kid a kidder, you know, like, come on, just be straight because it's, it's, That that particular frustration is like nothing else. Where it's like, just tell me the fucking truth. Like you can, and it'd be it would be so much better if you just said, you know what, I screwed up, and I should have done this. I knew I should have done this, you know, and I I'm sorry, and you know, I'll try not to do that again. You know, you got me. I I made a mistake, you know. But instead, it was a rewriting of of things that. It it strained credulity that we were supposed to believe that. It's like it's especially when it's two of us. It's like we both know that this yeah, is not what. It's happened. not
0: just like oh maybe I misread
1: things. Yeah, you
0: have someone
2: It's yeah. Definitely
1: that. not black and white. That's for sure. Because if you've got you know I've known people that are one all the way negative to one side, and it's like oh yeah, keep them out of my li- life. And then you know there are the people that you know. T- basically don't know how to take responsibility for themselves. Yeah. And so they, um, that it's like a ch- childish behavior where it's like, I've done something, but I don't want to be caught. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, but it's not, it's, for no other reason than they don't want to be kind of shamed or
0: they don't want to feel that um, vulnerability maybe of like, right. I actually did mess up. But is it your place? Like I understand like when you're in a partnership with, in a long-term relationship or a marriage, it's like you guys are constantly kind of working to, there's a lot of like bettering yourself and calling the other person out. for Yeah, better absolutely. Or for worse. Yeah. So for some reason, like, I don't want to do that with my friends. Like, I... And I don't know. It's kind of like... Has me also being less intimate with my friendships. Mm -hmm. I think because of my relationship. Because... I experience that all the time in my relationship of like, we're working through these things and being really vulnerable that sometimes with my friendships, I just want to like take people as they are mm-hmm. and just like not have to like have those sorts of uncomfortable discussions. Yeah. So a lot of times if someone does something that bothers me, I'll just kind of like, okay, but let's just like take sure. a deep breath and not yeah. bring this up to them. Cause this is maybe just how they are. Yeah. But is that me being a coward and, and no, me I think it's missing your, out? No, I think
1: I, it's you picking your battles, absolutely. really. Like, uh, you know, we've had problems in the past, me and Amanda, where we have worked them out and we've like, you know, I think m- good friendships do that. There's people that I wouldn't bring stuff up to, of course, that I'd just be like, oh, they're being like this. And, and blah, ours blah. is more
0: important, though, because we're also in like career partners, yeah. you know, so it's... But, but I wonder sometimes, like, even with us, it's like, when do you bring something up? Like, because you don't want to explode on the other person, which we've also done before. Yes. So uh, it's just you should like have a... been
1: there, Paul. It was.
0: <laughs> it was messy. It was messy, but there are pictures. But that's what I wonder is
1: like that <laughs> kind are. of.
2: Why are there pictures? Oh, God, a uh, boy
1: named Ryan Corrigan thought it would be so funny to take pictures. He of He started our... the fight, and then
0: when it got bad, he photographed. Is this true? Yes. <laughs> there's pictures of us sobbing.
1: We use it now. Like uh, I think, like the uh, New York Daily News did. The thing on us and we like yes. sent them that picture yes, it was yes, like the yes. writers of Neighbors too, like the unsung heroes and it was us crying in a bathroom
0: <laughs> but we had like full faces of makeup
1: yeah so we've never looked better I thought we we both looked gl- yeah. we were glowing
2: <laughs> very dewy <laughs> I also feel that if you are good enough friends sometimes you realize when a thing is situational and you don't need to bring it up because it's like this is not going to happen again. Or, interesting. Mm-hmm. If yeah, we find our, if we find ourselves in a similar situation, like I had a, I had a friend, a really good friend of mine, and we had a working thing that, um, you know, I I think we both kind of brought some like short sighted behavior to. And I feel like in the future we will we will probably work. I would like to work together again. And I feel like the stuff where I feel like he let me down. I was like, I don't. I, I know what I can do to make sure that that doesn't happen again. I know what my part of it is. Mm-hmm. And I know how to ensure that it doesn't get to that point again. So that there's not even, there's no point for me to say to him, Hey, just so you know, you really let me down, you know, A, right. B, and C. Right. You know, it's like, it was what it was. There were, there were, uh, you know, other pressures on us, you know, as yeah. we were doing this thing. You know we probably both could have been better about it so it doesn't there's no need to like air a list of grievances right. you know
0: yeah i yeah. think also sometimes when you know someone so well like you just can trust that they they're aware of what they yeah. did and like you don't need to always call it out yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it's, yeah which is also that's how i feel that's how i feel <laughs> All right this, i guess this is my cue to say i'm, I'm sorry say-
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I apologize.
2: Wait, let me get my camera out. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but I, that's also how I feel with this little big one. Is like there's there's kind of no need to th- – because it's not going to change anything. Yeah. I don't think it's going to – I think it will be unsatisfying for me and just make things weirder with this person. Do
0: you even want to read that mystery email?
2: No, I kind of don't.
0: Yeah, then you don't See, need yeah, to inquire. I'm just so curious. I'd love I just love to get to the bottom of it even though it's not the right thing, but I'm just so curious. I might just do it. a writing exercise and write one up on my own. Yeah. And say
1: is just... this Oh my god, Paul, this is what you should do. You should go with <laughs> yeah, this.
0: It's your email. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 I am um yeah i don't you know you just have to here's what you need to do though going forward is you oh yeah why
2: don't you tell me what i need to do
1: (laughs) you need to get your act together why don't you maria explain it to me (laughs) you just need to know that if you if you end up trusting the future or anything like that shame on you paul because you can fool me once absolutely shame on you fool me twice shame Shame on on me And so just know that, because I've done that before, too, where I've gone, things aren't going right, uh, but I'm going to, let's just go forward with this and see, and then when I trust them again, and things go south, and then I'm like, oh, why would they do that? You have to look in the mirror. Are you talking about me? Uh, No. No, no, no. (laughs) Although, maybe I am.
0: (laughs) Now that I think about it, maybe
1: I am. No, it was a a person we worked with. the, mm. the just none no, no, no of oh. them were friends, with, Oh, I know uh, yeah. people I... of um people we work with, people of color.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, sister. I know exactly what you're saying.
0: Where, where uh, some things were done at the beginning. Of oh a project. my god, I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> trust your instincts, trust your instincts because you can go, you know what, trust, it'll get better, man, it'll get better. It doesn't
2: trust your instincts is a big thing. I was friends with someone who it's like one of these things where this person. We had a lot of mutual friends in common and they talked shit about everyone we knew.
0: <gasps> that's that's and scary. So, of
2: course, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, he's doing this about me too. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, you don't, but, but it was, it was cultivated in a way of like, I can confide in you, right. you know, and, of course, like, you know, <laughs> later finding out, like, yeah, you talk shit about you too. Like, yeah. That I, is I think so I knew that. funny. Yeah.
1: What do you guys think your things are that people talk oh, about? Oh, no. Well,
2: I don't. I'm, I didn't come here for this.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what I know.
2: I don't. Maria?
0: You want to know what people say?
2: Amanda, will you turn the mics off? Please?
0: <laughs> I think mine is that I don't leave Pasadena. <laughs> that's
1: what it is. Amanda is that she never no. comes out. Amanda never comes to my party.
0: No. I'm so
2: mad at her for not gracing me with her presence.
0: <laughs> is that bad? I mean, I do think that it's kind of like, oh, you can invite her. But she's no, not that gonna come. that
2: absolutely can be a thing. Yeah, I, I've I've been that way, and I've had other friends who were who are that way, where it's it's frustrating to make plans with. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a real thing.
1: I think mine is I'm. It's two things: uh, difficult and desperate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: the t-shirt that I am uh, difficult and desperate <laughs> if you're looking at this you're like me
0: <laughs> desperate <laughs> I'm Desperate girl that's too much I know uh, people you can,
2: can have, be one or the other you can't <laughs> be yes, both I
0: can. you can't say that it's, oh, like, no. I, it's true it's true I I think difficult, but I wouldn't say desperate. Well, I mean, you show you so select few your desperation, but not. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, that I don't a know. That's a word that I would you. I would use to describe mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
2: I know that for me, I am I'm very sensitive. I'm sensitive. very sensitive. Yes. Interesting. Like yes, someone, yes, yes. you
1: kind of like if someone says the uh, the wrong thing, it could kind of like break you. Not know just in a way where you kind of then look at that person and go like, huh.
2: I, no, I th- I think that I can be bruised easily with friends, you know. I I feel like I can I, I it's total middle child syndrome and I I feel like I can be um uh very it, it I can be oversensitive and uh, and uh crabby with people.
0: Crabby, crabby. <laughs> yeah. Maybe mine's that I'm I can be cold. You guys know what it is? What is it? it? You're all thinking the same thing but no one will tell me. What is it? Is it that I'm crabby? Is it emotional? I don't know. What is it? Someone here knows. I don't know. Is it that like know. I don't know? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that then, yeah, then she doesn't
1: know. She doesn't even know what people say about her. Ugh,
2: you're so clueless. No, I
1: don't bloated.
0: Think it, yeah, bloated. <laughs> is what it is? That does come up bloated. a lot.
2: That does come up a lot.
0: Um, <laughs> fake? No, not fake. My God, I, don't I just I'm I'm
1: trying to figure it out. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind when I think you have to feel it in yourself.
0: Of what people? Can I say
2: I don't like this discussion being on microphones at all?
0: <laughs> this is right why you get- email us at the Big yeah. Ones Pod at gmail.com and tell us what you think. No one Amanda's. said I wasn't difficult <laughs> and desperate. <laughs> is
2: difficult
0: it that I think I'm all that? Oh my what? God, Amanda's are, I are all just because I dress well. If people think it's- no. I'm saying people think I think I am all that.
1: <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
2: Do you, though? Do yeah, you think you're Yeah, I that? really don't.
1: She thinks she's all... Oh, Amanda Lund? Oh, yeah, she thinks she's all that.
2: She's so bloated. <laughs> yeah, she's so bloated.
1: <laughs> yeah, have you seen her tummy lately? Is it my so chin? Bloated. It's my
0: chin, isn't it? <laughs> well, do we help you, Paul? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Are you all ready
1: for the big, big one? This one was specifically picked for you. It's been in our database for months now.
2: R-
0: and it's for you. The year is 1919, and you are a star baseball player on the Chicago White Sox. The owner of the team has a reputation of underpaying his players even though the team is one of the top teams in the league and have already won the 1917 World Series. You have no union and can't switch teams due to baseball's reserve clause, so you are unable to make the money you rightly deserve. One day, a teammate tells you that a gambling syndicate has approached him and offered a large sum of money if at least eight players on the team agree to throw the World Series. Seven have already agreed to do so. So it's up to you. Do you agree to throw the game in order to get you and your teammates the money you deserve? Or do you play your heart out knowing you might not have enough money to feed your children?
1: Now, you may know this, uh, Paul, being a sports baseball fan. That's right. This is the Black Sox scandal of 1919. It Mm -hmm. was uh, the White Sox, Chicago White Sox shoeless joe jackson who have you seen field of dreams amanda uh yes
0: (laughs) ma'am is it that i'm too polite oh god
1: (laughs) it's that my food's too good huh
0: people think i think i'm such a great cook
1: Um so Shootless Joe Jackson was not was thrown he was one of the best players thrown out of baseball unable to play for the rest of his career and that's why Kevin Costner built him that stadium.
2: Okay. That's, a, okay. <laughs> that's an interesting summation of Field of Dreams. Um there's also a great movie called 8 Men Out.
1: That's what I watched when I wrote this down.
2: It's it's a terrific movie. Mm-hmm. Um this is tough because I feel like the idea of it of course i would i would love to be you know the one guy who said i'm not going to do this right um but i also know because this is a this is a a i don't even know if skill is the right word but there's a habit i've had to i've had to develop over the years and i still struggle with if if i'm with people that i respect and they're telling me this thing is bad we're being treated badly by this organization which is a thing that happens Mm -hmm. in showbiz you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like somebody could say this person is is you know uh, this this person rips people off whatever i will i can be very easily swayed by someone whose opinion i respect telling me you know a b and c here's all here's the list of of what is bad about this and here's what we should do and i could very easily go along with that person but i have to remind myself that is that person's perspective and even though i trust this person and i think they're a smart person and they've made a compelling case that doesn't mean i have to go along with what they i don't i don't have to think the way that they think but i could see but this What's so and what's so great about Eight Men Out is it makes a very compelling case for why these guys did this. Yeah. They were really in a terrible position and you kind of can't blame them for what they did, except when you pull out of it and you think about the 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 grander themes that are at play, you know, some things really are more important um than what's in the immediate. And Mm. you have to maybe figure out a better way to go about things.
0: And what are the repercussions of this decision, the long-term repercussions? It's interesting what you're saying, Paul, because I think that plays to um, convincing yourself that in some cases the wrong thing to do is actually the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, I think, can be true sometimes. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing with this whole thing is that These gambling syndicates were doing this all the time to players and teams and stuff. So this was a normal thing, which is another thing to think about, is when something's normalized and you go, well, everyone else is doing it, then so what's the matter with me doing it? Does that
0: make it okay?
1: Exactly. And that's what, it's hard, it's, you know, if Uh, it's just it's like the um uh the what's the uh, oh doping do yeah the Mm -hmm. it's that whole thing it's like if everyone is doing it then what fair chance do
0: you have at beating any you
2: have to do it
0: why am i going to be the sucker who says no and i don't even get a medal yeah yes yeah i know but that's uh, putting the needs maybe of the individual over the the greater good but also this is sports this mm-hmm. isn't like medicine or you're an attorney and someone's life is on the line yeah. like it's you it's sports so like right. what really it's a game. are the it's moral all, uh... stakes
2: yeah it, it's it's it all comes down to money and it's it's the i it, all of these things come from somebody getting rich off of uh you know very little work essentially and um, or off of somebody else's work And it's very easy to use that As a wedge And to make people do things That maybe they normally wouldn't do Because it, it's I think I feel like money Is a Is a sh- A very simple uh, uh, Example of justice For all of us To say If this person has More than I do When I'm the one that's doing everything this is unjust. And right. it is, for sure. It is for sure. But it 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 forces it, it forces you to make yourself the enemy, if that makes sense. You know? It forces you to sink to a level that uh you don't have to sink to because there's there's better ways to go about um obtaining justice than to to sink to the level of cheating. But
1: yeah, you know, and is it also I want to do an improv, too, because I want us to get into the heads of these characters, because I, I, it's so easy to say, like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that, but, you know, when you're really faced with it, which we were about to be. Um, but um, what's also interesting is that, you know, you are the um, the, the y- Basically, no one will get this money if you don't agree to it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so, who are you? Who who are you standing up for? Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, are you? You know, these guys need this this money and aim it men out. It's like it shows that they're like desperate. Like a lot of these guys are desperate and have families, and you know they need money to pay for stuff. And it's like, who are you to say, no? This isn't right. This is wrong. When you know everything around you is saying. When, and everyone around you is saying, "Hey, maybe it doesn't matter right now because it's all yeah. business.
0: Mm-hmm. Money is sucks. I mean, that's interesting. <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins."
1: Let's do a quick. Should we do an improv of the of two, where me and Amanda are two baseball players on the team? Do you know their? Who, do you know any of their names?
2: They're the ones that come to mind: this Show, of course. Buck Weaver was another guy. Okay. Who were some of the other dudes? Um, I'm remembering the actors' names. <laughs> okay, and I'll
1: play John Cusack. <laughs> okay, you play Buck Weaver. I'll play John Cusack, and you you play Shula Sh- I think
2: John. We- I think John Cusack played Buck Weaver.
1: <laughs> okay, that's okay. Oh, we'll be double on.
0: Cusacks. We're two Cusacks. Yeah, two. right.
1: In your dreams. There's two so we're Cusacks. trying to convince Paul Cusack, John Cusack cute sack cute
0: sack, <laughs> cute sack. we're Junk. trying to convince paul to come along with this plan yeah yeah
1: yeah okay so we're maybe uh in the in the movie they're in a like a bar oh yeah um, yeah or should we just be in, <laughs> on the field so i can maybe put in some the locker, sound effects maybe we're in the locker
0: room you know yeah
1: maybe there's a game going on outside yeah. i
2: don't know how extensive your sound effects library is
1: it's it's extensive
2: okay well then you you choose the location
1: um amusement park
2: <laughs> ah, 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 all right, all right. A Haunted house <laughs> Please let's do it in a haunted house
1: okay. <laughs> How about a haunted locker room mm-hmm. Okay, haunted. Yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, Hey why did you guys want to meet me in here This is uh, you know I get I skittish
1: Yeah There's well there's no one around here And plus
0: you know this is where old man Derby died well, Now listen Talk to you about something. We got an offer we can't refuse. All right. This doesn't leave
2: this haunted locker room. Is it an offer to play more baseball? That's all I ever want to do. I know, Joe. I know.
0: You and me both. You and me both, and the president too. Am I right? Yeah, and me too. Who's that? Oh God. Just the wind. (laughs) I'm seeing things, man. I'm seeing things. (laughs) Now
2: listen. Anyway, hurry up. Tell me what it is. (laughs) I want to get out of here.
1: All right. Listen. We've been approached by a gambling syndicate. You ever heard of that?
2: I mean, I've heard of syndicates and i with gambling.
1: Put them together, it means that uh, a gambling syndicate. Now, what that means is,
0: now what that means is, uh, oh, that's a beautiful woman in a beautiful dress. Oh, a white dress? Hey, she looks like my grandma. She, yeah. I can see right through her. <laughs> All right, buddy,
1: keep your eyes on the prize. Now, listen to us. Every, We got five other guys that have already signed up to do this.
0: Yeah, who are they? They got. Vinny the Tootsie Roll Peterson,
1: Johnny the the Barber Crogs,
0: Mari the Pizza Man Diaz, and Lenny the Big Muncher Marius, Pillowcase Johnson,
1: and uh, 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 a Clarabelle. Now listen, the cow. <laughs> now listen to us. The baseball playing cow. Yes. Now listen to us. If you don't sign up, we're not going to get any money. But we got to throw this World Series.
2: Yes, it is. That's what
1: they say. But You're not making money. You can't even support your kid.
2: I can't. He's all mad at me about it, too.
0: You can't even afford shoes. No, I'm shoeless. Listen, I got this broad at home. She eats three pies a day.
2: Yeah, Like like baked pies? Cherry
0: pies. Three
2: Three a day. day. Does she eat other stuff or just the three pies? You gotta see it to believe it.
0: (laughs) So what do you say, Joe? Please. I don't
2: know. Like, uh, why, like, how do I do it? I, I would play
0: bad? Yeah, you gotta play that. Now you are gonna butter your fingers. We're all gonna butter our fingers. I'm literally gonna put butter on our fingers. Yeah. Yes. What about the glove? Uh, we'll butter the butter glove. Butter the glove. Butter glove. Yes, butter the glove. Put a little ton of a salt, pepper. It's untraceable. They'll never know
2: we meant to do it.
1: That's right. I mean, it's one. It's one World Series. We already won one last year.
2: What if my lousy kid starts calling me Butter Glove?
1: I'd been called
0: worse. What? Butter penis. Actually, it's not great. <laughs> Listen, just think about it. If you don't sign on, uh, we got we got nothing. Do it for the team. Yeah, do it for the team, Joe. It's the wrong thing to do, but, you know, it's the right thing to do.
2: You guys make a compelling case.
1: <laughs> Let's get out of here. This place is giving me the skeebies.
2: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: So let's talk about what just happened <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> a woman in white.
2: Uh, floating orb.
0: <laughs> I think the morally right thing, cheating is wrong, right? So... I think you shouldn't do it. If from a moral standpoint, I think I think you know what what could happen is yeah, like you were saying Paul, like short term you'll get the money, but long term like you might go down in history as a cheater, you know, Which you, they did. and they were disgraced. Yes. Oh yeah. They couldn't play for the rest of their lives. See, yeah. and it's like Tanya Harding. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, she made this decision or her boyfriend did. That um, you know got her further along, but then she wasn't able to compete anymore. It's well, not know, worth it.
2: It's not worth it. Also, uh, Buck Weaver, who did not agree, he was the ninth man. He was
1: wait, wasn't that DB Coop, Cooper? Not DB Cooper. DB Sweeney.
2: DB Sweeney was Shoeless Joe. Mm. Um, John Cusack was Buck Weaver, who uh, played straight. He didn't. He wouldn't do it. At the I I, if memory serves, I think he. He was on the fence about it and then he couldn't go along with it. And he just played as best he could, you know. And so, but it was still like everyone else was on board.
1: Right. And it's um, your team. When you're in a sport, on your sports team too, it's like you're a family in yeah. that. It's like yeah. imagine, you know, your best friends and yeah. everyone going, please do this for me. And you saying, I can't. I mean, yeah. what that must do to your. Just ugh.
2: But he was still disgraced and he could never play again. Even though He was
1: disgraced too. Yeah. Even though
2: they were everyone on that team was barred from ever playing professional baseball again.
1: But why didn't they look into it more and say, oh, but some of them didn't go along with it?
2: Well, here's why. Because they had never had a i don't th- i think this was the beginning of having a commissioner of baseball, and the guy Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who was the first commissioner of baseball, insisted that it be a lifetime position that he answered to no one because that's the only way it could be impartial, mm. and so he was the sole arbiter of what happened um and so there was no appeal so you know, there were there were two guys. I think it was Buck Weaver and the and the I think it was the catcher played by Bill Irwin mm-hmm. who wouldn't go along with it. And, you know, it, but it didn't matter because the right. the team had been disgraced. And certainly in the in the court of public opinion, in the press, it was like it was a it was such a huge scandal that none of those guys. I, I believe none of those guys ever recovered. Um
1: yeah, it's like the it's like Lance Armstrong. To, it's like that same thing. It's like your career. Once you're seen as a cheater, you're just you're you're a cheater. You're done,
2: so. And the thing is, the reason that that cheating is so, in in my opinion, the reason that cheating is so bad in sports is that sports is a thing that we don't really we don't need. It's mm-hmm. a thing that we we have as a diversion, it's a thing that we have as an inspiration, it's a thing that we have as something to uh uh look up to, you know, uh we get a lot out of sports, but it's like you don't need sports the way you need, you know, food and water, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's already a thing that we are choosing to have in our lives. That we're choosing to have grown-ups compete in these ways and pay them money to do and pay money to see them do it Mm -hmm. so if people are gonna cheat it renders everything meaningless it renders it all meaningless so the idea that lance armstrong who won all these fucking medals and then it turns out he was doping the whole time it like what does that mean to all these kids who looked up to him? What does that mean to uh, to adults who may have found some inspiration in this guy? You yeah. know, who beat cancer and you know was a champion. And it's all meaningless. It's the it's the it's a cruel thing to do to humanity.
0: Is it cruel if everyone else is doing it though? It's yes, like, it where is. Where does it start and where does it stop? Like you have a few people start doing it, and they are the idiot to ruin it for everyone else but then if everyone else starts doing it too they're like they're going low and instead of going high Mm -hmm. it's like we're all just like going low together and and doping so it's like right it starts with the few i think and then instead of people risking their medals to call people out and play fair they join them and then it's ruined for everyone. Well it's a I think it's a feeling of powerlessness because yeah. if you
1: can't you if you can't compete against uh people that are doping because they have super strength then. So you're never going to win a medal if you're up against someone who's doping. It's just not gonna happen. And so if most people in your sport are doing that, then you will never win a medal. Now, if you wanna go up and challenge kind of the sport and come out as an advocate, like anti-doping, it's like then you're putting your career on hold, basically, and you then can't do what you're, you love in a way because now you're putting every putting the sport, basically, under a spotlight and going, look at everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. So it really, it's like the shittiest between a rock and a hard place thing.
2: You, you first have to identify who is your enemy, and then you have to identify who is your ally. So if your enemy is the, the team owner who's making all the money... Mm-hmm. And so that's who the enemy is. Your allies are now your fellow players. If somebody comes to you who is, you know, is a criminal <laughs> and is saying, you know, hey, we're going to give you money if you do this, you have to say, well, we, I, I, this person is unacceptable as an ally. There has to be something else we can yeah. do. Yeah. And another running thing in that, um, Uh, in the movie eight men out is uh, the newspaper men who were uh, sniffing around and realizing something's not right about this and they broke this story um the idea that those guys were so close they're at every game Mm -hmm. you know writing about these players why not figure out a way to unite those newspaper men you know, because everyone yeah. would like to tell this story of how these guys are getting ripped off. You know, there's got to be a sympathetic ear yeah. to say, look at the structure of, you know, the baseball ownership and the players and what they do, what they bring to you. Like, if you want to exploit the sentimentality of of people that go to the ballpark, do that. Say, look. Mm-hmm. We're out here. We love this game more than anything. This is what we're trying to do. This is what we're, you know, getting paid. It, and it's tough because you're dealing with people like even back then who are saying these guys are overpaid for playing a kid's game. You know, right? Um it, it, it's like when you when you talk about modern baseball, modern sports, and you see how much players make and you're thinking that's absurd that these guys, a guy for his, you know, second year of baseball is making $50 million. That's fucking crazy. But it's like, look at how much money baseball is making. Yeah. And then it's like, well, why not? I mean, if we're if we're right. talking about these crazy imaginary numbers, it's like, I guess I can't blame this guy for getting that much right. money. Because otherwise
0: know? someone else who's not even playing is making all the money, and he, we're just yeah. restricting what this player is getting. Yes. He should be getting the most.
2: Exactly. I'll tell you, yeah. a thing that that makes me so upset is blackout restrictions on television for for sports because here in Los Angeles unless you have one specific cable company you can't watch the Dodgers on TV and that's that's, that's crazy. disgusting it's disgusting because that means like there's there's working people who can't yeah. af- either don't have the time or can't afford to go to yeah, Dodgers games because they're not families, lowering the ticket prices. Lower by the way, lower-income
1: families that just have yeah. basic cable TV then can't watch. That's yeah. such that's Think a crazy, about little
2: kids that's, who that's can't see. It's it's disgusting. What's
1: their reasoning? What well, I mean, I get the money thing, but like, what do they say? They're just like, it is what they it
2: is. say. This is to make people go to the ballpark.
0: Oh, go screw yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah. It's like, well, okay, if you really wanted that to happen, knowing you're like a multi-billion dollar industry you could make those tickets so much cheaper so much cheaper because the worst seats at Dodger Stadium still cost like a decent amount of money you know what I mean? Or
0: are, are we talking here like thirty, maybe? Is it like twenty thirty? I've
2: never sat in the bleachers like which we have, is for
1: the ones across the way by the outfield. Out like the Yeah, in yeah. the in
2: center field. We yeah.
1: have the pistol shoes. I don't know if you were there. Maybe it was
2: like in the twenties or something. Yeah, I think it was tickets. like
1: 25, 30. So but,
2: that's the cheapest ticket. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's like if you're if you're like a, a, a mom and dad, you want to take your kid to the ballpark, that's a that adds up. Yeah. And then you get there and it's like all the concessions, all that stuff costs Parking. a million dollars. Parking, it's it's insane. So there's a lot that that Major League Baseball could do to make it easier for people to see baseball. And and making it so that you are forced to go to the ballpark is not it.
1: Is it just home games that are blacked out or do they no, do?
2: anywhere the Dodgers play.
1: But that's like, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah it is. It's greed. It's just naked uh. greed. Now, here's the point in a podcast where I realize I've just been talking and talking and I'm boring. No.
0: Well, it's making I don't me think so. feel angry. Not that you're talking. <laughs> that that I, can't <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't get a word in edgewise. I think I found my fault. Is it because I can't get a word in edgewise? Oh, is it that I need to be the center of attention? No, what oh, are you I'm just wondering. Girl, I hope, I hope that you're not holding back on me.
1: I don't, I, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about you. Come
2: on. Well, I can't be true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I honestly don't think I have. I don't think I have.
2: I've never heard anything anybody yeah. say anything bad about you. I
1: know you've heard things about me, but I've never oh, heard things yeah. about you.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Only when I voice record and play my voice memos back. <laughs> you hear
1: them every night. Note to
0: self.
2: Go to hell.
0: No. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> um, but this is making me angry because it's like this sort of greed and the people at the top who are like fucking with everyone else's life. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to get rid of those people. (laughs) Is it because I, do they say I have a blind rage? (laughs) (laughs) Like it just makes me so mad that people are so greedy and like, and there's, I feel helpless about it Mm -hmm. and that they're, and this is also going back to president Trump. Um, it's like, people are liars. Yeah. And they yeah. manipulate things thinking that everyone is stupid and that we don't see right through what they're doing. Right. It just makes me well, upset. I get this
1: way. You're like this with sports. I get this way about Broadway shows because like, <laughs> but I really do. Like when uh, Hamilton was out and the tickets oh. were like a thousand dollars, I was, and I know Lin-Manuel Miranda did have like days when he would like invite Uh, inner city kids you know to see it and stuff but like the fact that these white like like upper east side people were all sitting down going isn't this great and it's like well what about the kids who this could actually like affect how they could like see something cool and like artistic and they could go this like speaks to me but it's also like a form of theater that and it's like but the the ticket prices on Broadway for all these kids Absolutely. in the city who are no one can go. Yeah. I I make not a lot of money but I make more than, you know, a a, a little kid makes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I dare I say. <laughs> and not all little kid. And I can't go to I mean I can't go to a, a Broadway show. Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, I go early and put my name in a hat.
2: It, the idea that some uh, entertainments are made ex- now exclusively for rich people. Yeah. It's sickening. It's sickening. Yeah. Like like theater used to be literally people in a field. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was like Right. Even in fucking Shakespeare's day, you had the groundlings. You had people yeah. that were like, it was open to everyone. There was a place for everyone. And now it's like the cheapest seat at any of these things. It's, yeah. be, it's beyond. And only
1: a handful. Like yeah. a hand- and you the, have the, to stand. Yeah, you, you can do that. Or there's like 10 tickets for, if someone doesn't show up, you can go sit in the front row. It's like, well, God, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just bums me out that that's not, that that's, I don't know that this stuff isn't more accessible to people and it is just the rich getting and I get like this these things cost money I get that you know it can't be free
2: but but, but these shows have these long runs mm-hmm. where it's like let's say you let's say you cut the ticket prices in half. Right. You'd still be making a ton of money, you know? And you've made it back after a certain point. And I know, of course, actors still have to get paid. Uh, You know, the crew still has to get paid. But there's turnover. There's new people coming into those roles that are not... Like, this person that's, like, the third Alexander Hamilton is not making as much money as Lin-Manuel Miranda was making for playing that role. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't start... You don't just take over the salary of the guy that was there before, you know? So, it's like it's It should be with these things, it should be baked in that there is this area is for people that don't have a ton of disposable income to spend on entertainment because like, why don't they deserve that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Why don't they deserve that? Why is it like, go well, fuck you, go, go watch TV,
1: but not you know? even that. They're not even allowed. La- they're not even going, you can watch it for free at home. They're, yeah, they're well, literally taking that away. Yeah, you like yeah, have yeah. no way to access. But that. I'll say this: with like PBS or something, they will play a the uh you know a theater performance, and they'll go like the, you know they'll have televised sometimes. But you know yeah, what I mean. Sometimes. But also yeah. now the
0: government didn't they cut funding for PBS? I mean, this yeah. is something where we could get into like. How the government should be funding more arts and making them more yeah. accessible. Yeah. The people.
1: plays and the theater I saw as a kid still stick with me today. Me too. And are like if I wouldn't have seen like a, a the Cirque du Soleil show Alegria... I it blew, blew my mind. It blew my mind as like an eight year old. Just yes, I saw Oliver uh, in London with my
0: family. Changed my changed yeah. my life. We saw, I it saw it the- Blood Brothers in London when I was sixteen. Do you guys know what that uh-uh. no, is? No, Blood Brothers. I think it's about. Um, I think it takes place in. I could be wrong. Ireland <laughs> or Scotland brothers separated at birth one raised rich one raised poor and i believe they spoiler alert end up killing each other <laughs> oh <good>. wow <laughs> but i was obsessed with that soundtrack
1: i've never even yeah i've never even heard of it mm. check it out
2: was it a musical
0: nope
2: it <laughs> oh, oh, well, was I the know. soundtrack
0: but yes it was it was just the play <laughs> is it that i'm dumb <laughs> is it that i love bro- blood dumb. brothers is it that my favorite play is blood brothers
2: is that I think plays are musicals?
0: <laughs> it was a musical. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um yeah, that's a What specific. if we found out
2: you just made it up? Yeah. It there be. was no such Is
1: it because I made it up that like story a, about Blood a Brothers? The
2: script that you wrote that and no I'm one's, one's read yet. To it. <laughs> I oh, gotta add this... songs, I gotta <laughs> add songs to Blood Brothers.
1: There I was this one there was this one musical <laughs> number where the brothers are face to face and they just sing their hearts out, and it's this song called um
0: brotherly love. And just in case anyone from my 8th grade class is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm I they called me a liar but it's true. <laughs> I
1: guess call
0: me a liar. Bringing it all back. We've talked about Do it. It. final yeah. Yeah. final reactions. Uh, you know, at first I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I get that money, you know. But now after this conversation, I think if I'm putting myself in the position of I care about baseball, like this is my life, um, I love the sport, I got to go with a no. Because I think, like Paul had mentioned, the long-term ramifications reach beyond like my personal mm-hmm. comfort. Sorry, my wife is going to have to, <laughs> to cut it down pies. to one cherry pie a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say my final thought is yeah, at the beginning I was like, well, if everyone's doing it, you know, you can kind of find a way to justify it with that. But when you really do think about it and you put yourself in the position of like you're you're doing something you love, there are like Paul was saying there <clears throat> there are other ways to go against the system that are like vocal and are showing the world what the injustice is and kind of like sticking up for it. because if you're not getting paid, the guy that comes up after you isn't going to get paid either. So you're not doing anyone any favors. You're just putting, you know, painting over the problem. And then, you know, someone's going to come and chip that paint away. What's the thing not painting over the problem? What do they call it when uh, you just put it under the rug? You sweep it under the, rug. the yeah. rug, yeah. Yeah, And But it's still there. So why not make an actual change? Mm-hmm. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight. But I think, you know... I think that's, that's what you got to do and that's what I, what I will do when faced
0: with faced. When with we this ask problem. you to throw the podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have another friend who regularly shoplifts from Whole Foods.
1: Oh, yeah. We know. What? The Cape Verlant.
2: No. This is <laughs> someone else.
1: No. This is someone else. She shoplifts from Sephora. No. And Whole anymore. Foods. Oh, right, right, right. She said it on this podcast. This There's is a different no
2: person serious. who has the same philosophy. Um, although Kate, I think, was talking about specifically cosmetics.
1: No, Whole Foods, Whole it was Foods a well. matcha ceremonial tea.
2: Right, okay. <laughs> the problem is, is that that kind of stuff gives justification to these gigantic corporations uh-huh. to treat someone else worse. Mm. Um, and so it's not worth it. It's not whatever blow you think you're striking against them mm-hmm. is really, I think, ultimately a, a very selfish thing because you're not really. It's it's such a it's such a tiny little fuck you that it's like you might as well not be doing anything, and it really is more about. I guess a convenience for you than it is for anything else because yeah. it is hurting someone else. It's hurting, it's hurting the employees. It's hurting the, the manager,
1: the, just the man. I mean, if they're sure, if, if enough stuff goes missing, yeah. then it it falls back on just a general manager yeah. of the store. You know, it's
2: also a gross exploitation of your white privilege because yeah, you're not the one that's being followed around the store from the moment you walk in there to the moment you check out. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, there's something that's really I have a real hard time getting past that if you're mm. trying to stick it to the man yeah um right so uh, it doesn't it doesn't make it right just because someone's worse than you mm-hmm. doesn't make you good by sinking to their level right. that's so, so true. I would not throw the nineteen nineteen <laughs> World Series I say to you <laughs> play ball <laughs>
0: Okay, guys. I'm gonna pull up our letter from a listener, little big ones.
2: Dear big ones, dear big ones. <laughs> get it right. One of these days. None
1: of neither of One us of can get days. a damn thing right. <laughs> In the b- opening,
2: do you say moral twice? Okay, yeah. I might.
1: <laughs> 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 I have to. From okay, moral dilemmas to
2: brain-busting moral choices.
1: Okay, this is a little historical bit long. dilemmas. Uh, each week, we discuss uh, new ethical reading <laughs> from historical dilemmas. To relationship problems, to brain-busting moral choices. Okay, you did it, dear. <laughs> is it because I brush you off? Is it's it because I brush it's people off? Oh, am I dismissive?
2: <laughs> it's because i dismiss dismissive. I love that you're asking these with a big smile on your face. <laughs> like you can't wait to find out what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's looking at me like you know, I know. I don't know. You know. Well, you
2: would know better than I would know.
1: Right, I can. I mean, of course, we have our grievances with each other, but I don't know of anyone that said it, has said anything about you. You
2: know
0: who I won't be asking my husband.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, dear the big ones, aka Maribel and the Clowner. Mm. I frequent a great co-op with a fantastic cold deli section with lots of really good, <laughs> yummy dishes, well prepared, and very convenient for assembling a diverse meal quickly.
2: You're my face, oh in my one, don't you?
0: I have been going to this. Co-op for many years and have never had Any issues until recently A new clerk in the deli section started A couple months ago and at first they And at first they were really nice But for a number of weeks they have become Overly familiar in an uncomfortable way Oh shit It started with just simple pleasantries How are you? What's your name? The basics of being civil But then it started to be questions like Where do you live? Where do you work? What What do you you like like to do?
2: (laughs) Will that be all?
0: (laughs) Things that are relatively (laughs) innocuous But totally unnecessary for the simple interaction Of requesting a pound of chili lime quinoa salad Oh come on In addition they never remembered my name though they asked it literally every time I stepped into the counter Stepped to the counter excuse me sir would you step out of the counter please this would be fine if I wasn't in there What's every your day get out of the counter. Yeah, get out of the counter please sir after a couple of weeks it became clear that this person wasn't going to remember my name so I started to tell them something different every time oh. just to see if they would notice they did not notice nor did it seem any other detail I reluctantly provided was remembered either I love this place and do not want to stop going or start any friction that doesn't need to happen, but I am seriously annoyed. <laughs> I have a few times now trashed my meal plans because this person is there and I don't want to deal with them. Any insights you can provide would be great. I have questions like, what is this person's deal and how can I make this behavior that is weirding me out stop without being mean? Please, big ones, you are my only hope um that's some star wars talk just in case Matt's in the room sincerely co-operate with me here um and then they do a nice um oh they sign up for our patreon um and they're creating their they're um finishing their mfa in creative writing okay yes well thank you for writing in we appreciate the question and thank you for supporting our um our patreon page
1: quick question a co-op i've never been that's a thing huh (laughs) That's your question Well that's just my big And that's like when you you, you, Explain a co-op to me Let Um, me tell
2: you something I've never known exactly what it meant I know it's a store
0: (laughs) I think what it means is There's vendors from different Different people sell there. I see.
2: Is what okay. a co op means. So
1: if I, I made my own honey at home, let's yeah. just say, let's oh, dream. Maria, let's
2: you're dream. You're not for doing a that are you? Let's
1: just dream for a second. Maria. Maybe I make a lavender honey that's to die for. <laughs> I could bring it to the co op. And then I'm allowed to shop there because
0: I make honey. Hun- no, 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 anyone can, no, anyone shop, can shop there. No, anyone can a there. Then I don't want to sell my honey there. You can't
2: come in the store unless you sell something here.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's say you make lavender honey. I make a gluten-free granola, uh, all right? Just because mm-hmm. Paul doesn't make anything doesn't mean he can't go into the co-op and purchase our you honey You have to belong to But I won't it, because no. this
2: no. store sounds terrible. I think
0: you have to belong to a co-op. I don't think so.
2: No, you don't. I promise you.
0: It's like a little boutique grocery shop.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. This is something for after the show. I'm aware and I will be doing some research on it. I believe both of you, but I just need some more information. Anyway, Mm -hmm. at this place, they sell a green chili quinoa. (laughs) Sounds good to me.
2: Now, okay. Let's not get bogged down. Here's what I'm not sure what the issue is. At first, I thought the issue was the questions got too personal. Then I think the issue is the person who's asking the questions doesn't really listen to the answers.
0: <laughs> that's what I think it might be, that they're, they're asking, um, they're not really listening to the, to, they're kind of mindlessly asking questions. But, but That
2: sounds like a dream to me.
0: But mm-hmm. isn't the beginning of that
1: them going, some of the questions starting getting uncomfortable? Yeah, like where do
0: you live and...
2: Yeah, that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, but not if they're saying like, "Oh, so where you come in here a lot, where do you where do you live?" Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I could see like I wouldn't ever give someone like, "Oh, I live in the pink apartment on 3rd Street." I would oh, say, so "Oh, I. I live around the corner, you know."
2: But then if the person asking is clearly not registering any of the answers, I think you're safe.
0: That's what I think. Because uh, you mm-hmm. could
2: you could just as easily I to me, it I would think it would be fun to go there. And tell a different lie every time. If the person's asking me the same question over and over again, I would love to go in there and just make shit up every single time. I think that sounds like a ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what this person has started to do. I mean, I would say maybe you're overthinking it a little bit, to be honest. Like, I understand the fear of when you're checking out at a grocery store being talked to. I think I may have mentioned this um, on another one of these. But at Trader Joe's, where I go all the time, I think they tell the checkout people, make conversations. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I get in. In awkward interactions with Trader Joe's checkout people. Um, and I, I don't like it. Okay. I, I sometimes f- get scared to check out because, like, sometimes I'm scared to talk to people just because of anxiety. You, yeah.
1: Right. And what do you. I get that too. I mean, I, I like to just give one word answers, which is why I'm not good in a the therapist's office because I literally. Someone asks me a question, I go, yeah. And then, you know, that's it. And, and I'm sorry, but I just can't. But what.
0: What do you talk about the what does the weather usually come up? Uh, it's like, yeah, the, the weather, what's it like out there? Oh, yeah. like what are you making for dinner? I like that question. Or the this one. This one's always great. I'm checking out. Beep,
1: beep. Oh, I haven't tried these yet. Are these I've oh, yes. uh, you tried these? Yeah.
2: That yeah. happens a lot at Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. To me I f- I feel like that's the number one thing they do is they ask you either they say, I really like those or they say, I haven't tried those yet.
1: I gave a checkout person one of my things once, a little sponge. You know those sponges that get bigger oh, when yes, you put them in water? Yes. When we were in Atlanta, he looked at it, up and he was like, wow. And I was like, here, take," because it comes with like four in a package. That's and really cheap. so nice.
0: And I went, here. Like a,
2: like a dinosaur?
0: Uh, uh, yes. Like one of those um, yes. dishcloths that you get like as a prize. Yeah, it's like a fun. Pr- <laughs> you get it. Um, you, it's a
1: core. But I mean, are
2: these are these practical sponges yeah, or are these are were-
1: no? They're for washing dishes. But they. Come but it's the in same strips. principle
2: as yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that they made practical versions of those things.
1: Yeah, they're in by the soaps. Check it out. They're yellow. <laughs> okay. They're yellow. There's a bunch of them in a packet. I,
0: it's, it's, oh, go ahead,
2: got I, I, Shut up. <laughs> I I don't mind. <laughs> I, I don't mind when they ask when they talk about the food, but I I I know what you mean because a lot of times you. The, the, the problem is these guys are at work and so they're passing the time at work and this is part of their job you are running errands and you might be in a different headspace right. and so it's hard to remember sometimes like oh yeah i have to be a human being yeah i have to connect with this person it, sometimes it's like honest to god sometimes it's a relief because it shakes me out of wherever yeah. i am and i'm like oh yes please i'm happy to these are good burritos i do like them yeah, <laughs> <all> right, <calm laughs> and i down. buy them often and then then i say where do you live what's the address <laughs>
1: You know what's funny is after I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary, I don't know, have you guys seen it yet? I haven't
2: seen it yet. I want to go see it. I, I don't want to seen cry. Seen
1: well, I, after I saw it, I was like, my God, I have to connect with people. Yeah. I just have to be present with people because it's something that I throw away. So, oh, you're in your head or whatever, but... But just, you know, speaking to someone just face-to-face, talking to them, even a stranger, yeah, is so important. And mm-hmm. it's so apparent in that movie that I came out of that. And I, like, went to Trader Joe's
0: that night and I was like, hi, how are you? I, <laughs> I agree. I think that's lovely. And I think I'm trying to get better at that, too, of just, like, truly, like, not, like, looking people in the mm-hmm. eye and, like, asking them how they're doing yeah. and, like, hearing their answer. I also know from someone who's been, um, I have been a hostess before working at restaurants, doing work like that you get on autopilot mm-hmm. so sometimes you are you say the same thing more than once you know you do mm-hmm. those sorts of things because you're just like maybe you're kind of floating above your body your um, astral planing yeah so i would say my advice to this person if you if your problem is that they never remember you i would say next time you interact with this person say actually i come in here a lot and you always ask me my name so it's it's amanda and maybe you can remember it because it's like amanda if your issue is that you don't want to connect with this person because they're weirding you out, then I would say just... Keep your head down. Just, just like don't really... Like, give them one-word answers and don't worry about engaging with them. Do not let this weirdo scare you off from your chili lime quinoa. (laughs) Right. I just
1: think, I think if it is, but if it is like they're not remembering you, you have to also put yourself in their position. Like you were saying, they're on autopilot. They're doing their job. They see a thousand people a day and they're just doing their work. And it's like, if you want to have a connection with someone, then you need to put yourself out there and go... Um, I come, like you said, I come in here every day. My name's Amanda. What's your name? You do such a great job with the quinoa thing. What's it like working here? And you start asking some questions and don't put it all on them. And then if you become the that's what you want. Cre- if yes. that's what you want.
2: Can I, I will cite what I think is a good example for what you're talking about, Maria. There was a guy who was married to a, a comedian that I knew. And um, the, I could never remember his name. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who never spoke. <laughs> he would say hello and that was it. And I would meet him just in passing, like at the end of a show. Like I'd be finishing a show and then my comedian friend would be coming in to do a show. And so we'd be like in the green room at UCB or something like that. Where, you know, it's like there's a people milling around. And so those those conversations are always very uh uh hurried and you know it's like you're in you're basically you're you're in a tunnel on your way to somewhere else mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you're not like remembering necessarily so very brief like the briefest of interactions with this guy and then my friend told me like he was upset that you never remember his name i'm like okay so then one night i was in the green room with this guy it's just me and him and I am trying to engage him and he's giving me the Maria Blasucci treatment one word answers <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's my stepson or whatever yeah. he's not he's not gonna treat me like his real dad right. and I'm like I'm like it's like pulling teeth trying to get like have a a moment with this guy and then one more time I fucking forgot his name and I saw him like like a rage come over his face oh, no. and then I got mad I didn't say anything <laughs> But it was perfect because it was a situation where I'm standing like at the valet waiting for my car. I, I try to avoid that valet as much as possible sure. for exactly this reason because now you're just trapped there on the street. <laughs> so I see a uh, – they're approaching me and then another person I know comes up and I think this is perfect because I will you're do, gonna the, do thing the
0: thing where – oh, god. Thing.
2: And then the fucking guy drops the ball and doesn't say, you know, doesn't introduce himself. It's maddening. It's maddening. So I am forced now to say, "This is my friend, so and so, and her husband." And I get the name wrong, and I see the guy like a like gritted teeth, roll eyes, like physically turns away. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? fuck you if you want to be memorable if you want me to remember you be memorable yeah like you can't you can't just show up and say hi and then I'm supposed to be like, "Oh, this is my dear friend uh, Michael yeah. or whatever." You know, you know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah. And some people don't look like their names, which also
0: gets <laughs> uh, it becomes a problem. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That's I, I think You got to give people a pass, give people an out, give people the benefit of the doubt. Like we're all trying our best. Sometimes names are really hard, especially when you keep meeting someone in groups or in big yeah you know i
2: stopped being mad about that so long ago that you know when you meet somebody for the fifth time and they're like nice to meet you and it's like uh, you know what? It happens. Who cares? I, I say my, my name. I don't yeah. care anymore. I, I care. say my I do, name. I, I, I cut it off always. like, hi, I'm Paul. Like, I do that immediately now.
1: I'll do someone I, I know. I just assume people yes, will remember will go. Me. I'll go. Maria Palsucci, by the way. And people go, I know. And it's like, I just, just didn't, for the off chance he didn't remember.
2: I say, <laughs> I I'm Paul. You probably don't remember me. I don't like myself. <laughs> Why should you?
1: You say that?
2: I say it. Here's what I say. I say, hi, my name is Paul. You probably don't remember meeting me before because why should you? I don't like myself. You don't like me. Who would? I'm getting out of here.
0: Oh, my God. I have a tear streaming down. Oh, my God. Not
2: not always. Sometimes. Most times. For sure.
0: Sometimes with a big smile. Yeah. (laughs) Is it because I cry and smile at the
1: same time? Is it because I smile when I cry?
2: (laughs) So here's the thing. If, If... the issue is, the person's too creepy. Yes, keep your head down. Just <laughs> get, get through out it. Out Enjoy it. your quinoa. If it's that, the person doesn't remember who you are. Be memorable. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to bring something to the table and
1: learn their name so that you're, you're on the even yeah. playing field. I like that. Just because they're serving you does not make them any less of a human. <laughs>
0: that's yeah,
2: exactly right.
1: that's right. Yeah. Oh, we're all right. And go shop at Vaughn's. Come on.
2: Who are you fooling with your co-op? Your
1: co-op. Wow, I, I've got, i have I, never even seen a co-op. Do you, are there? They, it's more of a East Coast You've thing, seen
2: I them think. and you haven't even realized. Is that it. true? I don't know
1: okay all right, guys let's wrap this up so Paul was I okay Paul Paul, you were so
2: good I pontificated too much no you didn't no you didn't (laughs) I I always when I get on a soapbox about something there's always a moment where I I realize you've been talking for a really Mm -mm. long time (laughs) and then I am uh, mortified
0: no I think the big ones is the place to do that god I hope so
1: yeah (laughs) If it's a ponti if it's a podcast to pontificate, that's right. But
2: I feel like I talked more than you guys did. Do you think I did?
1: Um, no, because we were talking in our heads the whole time, <gasps> going, going. God, just shut up, Maria, shut
0: this guy up. Maria and I psychically communicate. Do yeah. so we <laughs> you, you
2: count we, head talking?
0: Yeah, we were. We it's all even. God, I feel like I talked too much. I'm yeah. Exhausted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, now uh, side note here before we wrap it up. Goodyear nice Goodyear blimp. Um, Yes. yes.
2: People first of all people are very excited about the Goodyear blimp in yeah. general. I I have always been. And so when you guys started talking about wanting to do an episode there, I very boldly volunteered myself as the guest. I did say if you had somebody else in mind, if right. you felt like you had a perfect blimp guest, I would totally understand, <laughs> but in case it was it was yeah. in any way a possibility, I wanted to volunteer. For that slot.
1: We would love to have you. I just need to make sure that this Goodyear blimp knows that it is a package deal where it's me, Amanda, you, Matt, and Craig. Now, I don't know if Matt's a Goodyear person, but this was Craig's whole idea. I feel
2: like the, the blimp is playing it pretty cagey. Yes. And as Maria put it, they're pretty sassy.
0: So why do you yes. think the blimp is not committing to
2: have us on the podcast? Well, here's the, <laughs> here's here's the confusing thing to me because, okay, it, the name Goodyear is on the side of it, so you have your corporate considerations. You mm-hmm. know what? Maybe they are not comfortable with the idea of they don't know what's going to be said. However, it could be edited. Can I just you say know? this
1: though? That Goodyear tires are if the. Uh, uh, the core of what American values and that I use. There's nothing, no better tire. There's no better tire. There's no better Amanda, tire. I think you could say that oh, as well. I've,
0: I have six Goodyear tires <laughs> on my car.
2: <laughs> you have the four and then you have one in the front and one in the back. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. There's not. So just, I just want to put that out there. Goodyear people. We that- do
2: every Christmas because it doesn't snow here. We do a Goodyear tire snowman to stick it to uh. Michelin.
0: Oh my God! Yes, that's so we gorgeous. build a snowman
2: out of every size Goodyear tire.
0: That's such a beautiful, beautiful ode. A kids, Goodyear tire is is it. a picture of America. A Goodyear tire
1: is a rock is is a Norman Rockwell painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, if you guys look outside, I've got a Goodyear tire swing oh hanging from my tree. No. Amanda, that's a whole garden. You've created a whole
0: garden out of that's that. Also, here. it's a
2: brand new tire for a tire swing, which yes. I've never seen before. Wow.
0: I support them, and as you'll, uh, if you guys don't know this already, actually, my um, maiden name was Amanda Goodyear because um, my great grandfather worked for Goodyear in mm-hmm. the factories for many, many years, and, and he had a good uh, time working. He had a couple good years, and <laughs> for the accident. <laughs> And he was loyal to them until the very end. Right, yeah. uh-huh. right.
2: And so you changed your last well, name. Well, he to ended Goodyear?
0: up marrying into the family, and he loved. Sounds the like Goodyear.
1: you have a Zamboni family now. Amanda's other grandparent is the last name Zamboni. Yes, that is true. Yes,
0: that's my step grandma Joan. Yeah, so Joni
1: Zamboni. <laughs> um. <laughs> so right. I'm sorry, Paul. I cut you off. I just wanted to get it out there that we are a good year. Community.
2: We are a Goodyear community, absolutely, and and so Rhea Butcher has long been their dream as well to to ride on the Goodyear blimp. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like this is this is a great opportunity for Goodyear.
1: I yes, think so I think it really is. Um, hashtag Blimpcast. Let's make history in the air.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that this is bringing in the young kids. This is bringing yes, in is. the millennials. Yes, the the the. the Earwolf, the right. the the maximum
2: fun, yes, headgum, right.
1: yes, uh, Erios, that's uh, right, more to come on that. Um, but yes, I think this is such a, a great, and I'm so glad you're on board. And and hopefully, like to be. <laughs> we will be on that's board, right. we will right. be on board. And uh, apparently, it's just there's nothing like it.
2: That's all I can imagine. That's all I because I do imagine that it feels very specific and very different than anything I've ever felt before.
1: Yeah. Is I that, think so. when did you start wanting a Goodyear uh, ride? By no, the
2: first time I saw it.
1: And you just went, I want to be up there in that little, comp- that little, um, yeah. The cupola. Wow.
2: <laughs> the basket, the blunt basket. basket. I want to get in that blunt basket.
1: Yeah. Well, Paul, where can people find you? They
2: can find, and I, one final thing. Yes, please. I have pledged this on Twitter and I'll pledge it here right now. Yes. I will have a special suit made to ride on the Goodyear blimp.
1: I can't. Maybe we would have to have like dresses made or well, I something.
0: We we'd dress up as 1960s blimp attendants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> blimp heads. We dress up as 1960s blimp heads. <laughs> oh, I bet it. I bet it feels so nice up there. The wind in your hair. Should
0: we sing the song we wrote for the blimp? Yes. yes. One, two. Good year, blimp, how nice nice you seem. I would love to fly with with thee. thee. Good year! Up up in In the the sky sky, so high high above. above. Looking, Looking down, down on the blimp, blimp, blimp I love—we're
2: <laughs> <laughs> above the blimp because we, we've died no. and gone to heaven. Looking... We're so excited to be there. We're ra- We're being raptured up. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we've gone long. Where
1: where can people find you, Paul? (laughs) Well,
2: I'll tell you. They can find me. I am at P.F. Tompkins on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, PaulFTompkins.com slash live is where you would find my live dates. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know when this will be available to people. Perfect. Detroit. Headed back to the Detroit Improv Festival. It's a great festival. It's my, I think, my third year going there. Going to be doing Spontane Nation live, two shows 7 and 10 p.m. at the Magic Bag Theater on Thursday, August 9th. And then the next night, right back in the same place. Paul F. Tompkins and Friends just doing some regular old improv. Two shows seven and nine. Great people on both shows. Please do come and see us. Fun. Fun. That's fun. fun. Also, Spontane Nation comes out every Monday from Earwolf. You're gonna hear your Blasucci. You're gonna hear your Amanda. They're on there frequently. Yes, yeah, we, love it. we love doing it. Yeah, thank,
1: thank you, Paul. And of course, uh, you can find us on. I have to close my eyes for this because otherwise my brain goes crazy. You can follow us on Twitter at the Big Ones Pod. You can email us your little big. You can email. You open your us. eyes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> when I opened my eyes. My brain went crazy. <laughs> You can email us please, please, your please, dear big ones or your big big ones uh at the big ones podcast at gmail dot com and of course, you can join and of course you can
0: join our Patreon, Amanda. what could they win? um if you join our patreon, um you get a free bonus episode. Each month, that's one a month. If we get up to $500 a month, we're going to put out two full episodes a month. That's
1: right. <laughs> and we've also got a bunch of other content up there. I mean, just just up the wazoo. You also get 20% off merchandise. I believe Uh so. And so go get a look deep, 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 deep inside yourself t-shirt and
2: Deep With Inside Yourself.
0: That's right. Deep within Inside Yourself. Quickly going to read a review. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It's going to help put food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed Laughs by Spips. <laughs> I, oh yeah, this is
1: I've read this one. I didn't understand why they were using half of my name.
0: Oh, but have you um, read this on the air? No. Okay. Can't remember if I heard about this through Spontaneous Nation Pistol Shrimps or Witch Podcast, but it's a blast every single week. Thursday mornings can't arrive soon enough. The rapport of Maria and Amanda have is infectious and the guests are great as well. Can't wait for more. All mm-hmm. right, and if you want your review read on the Big Ones podcast, write a review. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Paul, this has been so great. We're so happy to have you again. Next time we talk, we'll be sky high.
2: I I can't imagine it's not going to happen.
1: I know. I can't imagine I, it's not the, gonna well, happen. that's the thing. Now it's not. You there's a schedule online. It's across America. There's a couple of them, but they're all kind of across America at the moment. It does dock in Carson, which is just by the IKEA. Right. I'll couple, drive to Carson. Yeah. So we just have to wait for it to come back. I feel like when it lands back in Carson, then we can do a big push okay. and we can go and we can go. All right, knock, knock, knock. You're back
0: in LA, baby. Now, you might be. What were what were your bad qualities? Uh, difficult okay. and desperate. <laughs> desperate. Now, Maria, do you see be... where the desperate's coming? Yeah. Out? <laughs> no, but I would actually say Maria might be difficult and desperate. But your best quality is that when you put your mind to something, you get it done, and she's not afraid to put herself out there. That's, That's right. right. Now if only I could do that with
1: bigger things, not just fun afternoons. I could I I think this
0: blimp is pretty big. You're right.
2: What's bigger very few things are bigger than a blimp.
0: I think a Zeppelin is bigger. Next time
2: (laughs) Don't bring that up in front of Goodyear.
0: (laughs) Next next time, uh, next thing you know, we're gonna be doing the big ones in the belly of a whale. Oh my god. Oh my god! Hey, that'd be a great suggestion for your podcast, Paul. It's happened yeah, twice. twice. It has <laughs> really. I've the been belly in one of, a of whale? them. I've been in one of them.
2: You might have been in the other one.
0: Uh, I've been a... in a belly, you know, a
1: whale, but not on your podcast. Oh, Maria, you've done it again! <laughs> oh,
0: She's victory. dancing. She a little She's dancing. Dance. <laughs> Someone stop! Me. Okay, stop, stop! Somebody stop me! Stop it!
1: Is it because I can't stop dancing? That's, All right. Well,
2: oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we gotta,
0: we're off the chart
2: Because I talk too much, you see? No, it's no, not Paul, bad. that's
0: a false narrative. Rid yourself of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening to No <laughs>